The Red Light Library finds and reviews wild and wacky short erotica available for sale. We review stories that are not suitable for all ages. If you're not of legal age to listen to content with frank discussions of sexual topics in adult language, back out now. Welcome back, dear patrons, to the Red Light Library. I'm Gavin, as usual, and this episode's a month late, but something horrible and amazing has happened to kind of make up for that. <laughs> Victoria is here again. Hi, Victoria. Yay! I'm horrible and amazing. So, I pitched three Dungeons & Dragons related story. Well, to be fair, there are lots of fantasy-themed stories that are like D&D inspired, but I wanted to pick something that was like D&D adjacent because Victoria is on a D&D podcast. Two of them involve one of them is an MMF relationship called, uh, what was yours called? They're natural 20, um, nerdy, dirty, and curvy. There was that one. And then there was one called Roll for Initiative that the description says it's a friend of a friend bringing her brother over to this guy's house. Since I have been deadened. <laughs> <laughs> to a lot of things that seem wacky. In my head, I was like, oh, so it's like an MMF thing and there's like some step-sibling whatever shit thrown in there. Who cares? So I asked <laughs> Victoria, which one of these three looks good? And she says the MMF one looks interesting. I'm like, yes, it does. We'll go with that. I picked rolling, Roll for Initiative. She picked the other one. <laughs> Maybe this speaks to our like demographic being targeted with the covers because I definitely went for the one with the like pink and purple on it. And... Well, that one looks cool. I mean, the only one that I would advise against is the third option was the Dungeon Master's Girlfriend Session 1 Rolling for Initiative. I bought that like a year ago when we were thinking about doing a fantasy month, which themed months, by the way. Fuck them. Yeah. But uh, I started reading that one, and it was a little. It yeah, it's about a it's about a woman who's just started college, and she goes to someone's dorm room to join a D and D game, and every nerd stereotype is there. Right. Uh, in, except for the DM, who's like the hot leather jacket wearing nerd who's like oh my god yeah he's the cool one and she ends up becoming his girlfriend and they fuck Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're gonna do today is basically pitch our stories to each other i wish we had been recording because you the listener have missed out me joining this call we're in and being like Wow, Victoria, like, you did mention once that it seems like all the stuff we review for this show sucks, and I just kept telling you, like, there's a good one coming. Well, here's a good one. This is probably the mo the best written story I've read in a while for the show. And she's just sitting here like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, having the did we read the same story moment. I guess it was bound to happen at some point. It was bound to happen. Actually, that has happened, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think it was with uh, Jackie and she just quietly went and read the story that we were supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm so, not so complacent. <laughs> so why don't we start with Their Natural 20, Nerdy, Dirty, and Curvy, the one I haven't read. Yes. The description here, uh, this is all I know about it. When Brielle is dumped by a douche who thinks she's too curvy for him, she joins her college tables, her college's tabletop role-playing group. You know, the one every college has. I mean, that's kind of true. <laughs> yeah. There she meets friends, best friends Malcolm and Dexter, who are more than willing to show her their three, plus three dexterity, charisma, and lust. Um, cue, that's not a stat! <laughs> <laughs> uh, this short story is full of geeky goodness, multiple orgasms, MFM sex, and HEA polyamorous romance. I don't know what H-E-A means. I want to look that up because I feel like it's a thing I should have uh, figured out by now. Yeah, it sounds kind of like a... Happily ever after. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I can dig that's that. That's what Google told me. Maybe it's something else in right, the sex no, positive yeah, community. I, that, that's, um, I mean, that would be accurate to the story, I think. Awesome. So I guess do you want like the rundown? Just yeah. a kind of summary first? Okay. Because so, I do um, have questions. 
Yes, that is a pretty good summary. I think I'm trying to think of a good way to summarize it. So it's very obviously, I feel like, written by somebody who is either in college or recently completed college mm-hmm. um, because the descriptions of the university are like a little too on the nose. <laughs> um, like, uh, there's a part where, like, right before she goes into the session, it talks about like, the gray metal doors and the concrete block walls and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, I like the scent of my dorm room is coming back to me while I'm reading this. <laughs> so basically, <clears throat> Brie is sad because her ex dumped her, as it said. Um, it doesn't really specify how long ago. Um, but, you know, common running thread, I guess, in these types of stories, yeah. uh, particularly with a female lead. Um so she dis- she has a history of playing tabletop RPGs, and so she's like, well, I'm going to go play because my friend who I used to play with moved away, and I want to you know meet new people, whatever. So there are two guys in the group that she ends up fucking, and you can tell which ones they are because they get way more description. Oh, yeah, that's usually there, what happens, right? There are two that are kind of throwaways, and... and um, so the two that she's into basically have this dynamic of like one is like kind of the of course he's the dungeon master he's more um more competent and kind of level-headed and he's like like the hot nerd that's like more just like a kind of normal hot guy with yeah nerdy interests yeah, um, whereas the other guy is a little more classic nerd. Like, he's got the thick glasses. He's, like, nervous around women. He says kind of, like, idiotic shit. He doesn't really know how to deal with them. Gotcha. Um, but he's also, like, kind of, like, adorkable, as you might say. <laughs> and so Dexter, of course, is the, the super nerd. Malcolm is the hot nerd. Which, fucking Dexter, I have beef with that. We can get into that later. Um, but anyway, so basically what ends up happening is she's conflicted because Dexter is like the kind of thirsty nerd where he goes, like, he's like very, it's very obvious that he's into her, um, just by like being weird around her. Whereas Malcolm is like, hmm, man, she's hot, but you know, Dexter's my, my childhood best friend and I don't want to like steal his love interest and whatever. They all three decide to go to a Lord of the Rings movie marathon (laughs) at the local theater and okay. her ex shows up with his super hot model thin new girlfriend and she runs out crying uh the brielle not the not the new girlfriend um Dec- malcolm follows her out and he's like they have this moment of like oh i'm crying because my ex's new girlfriend is really thin and hot and malcolm's like are you crazy you, you anybody with eyes could see that you're hot and then he like forcefully Tonight. plants one on her and she likes it because she likes dominant guys Tonight on a very special Gilmore Girls. <laughs> uh, let's see, wrapping up. So, so then there's this weird tension between them because Malcolm is like he fucking put the moves on the girl. Dexter's like, well, I want to put the moves on the girl, and then I want all the she's, moves. Yeah, and she's like, I don't want the moves put on me by anybody. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not ready to have the moves put on me. And so it ends up turning into. Well, we both like her, and she likes both of us. Let's get together, and they fuck. And then that's the story, very, cool. very broadly. There are definitely parts I want to get into more, but right. as a as a primer, that's where we stand. Sounds like there's definitely parts both of the guys want to get into. You, you <laughs> definitely, I think, have nailed the theory that D. Faust, the writer, is in college or was recently in college, because the only other story D. Faust has written is Zombie Tag, Nerdy, Dirty, and Curvy. A D&D RPG group romance and one about Zombie Tag are just the two super quintessentially college stories. Yeah, and I feel also like um, like not having a lot of stuff under her belt and also maybe like... I imagine like this person to be like an English or writing major and be like... I'm fucking broke. I need beer money <laughs> or oh, weed money, that. and and let's let's fucking. Well, I can write nasty shit and put it on Amazon. So I feel like that's what's definitely what's going on here. I had so many moments where I was broke as shit, thinking like I can write porn. Me too, but I never fucking did it. That's I, the thing is, all of us have that thought, and none of us do it. Yep, 
I have like three word docs I started on Google that are like, uh, that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah. I am as people listening who are aware that this podcast went dark for no fucking apparent reason for a month. I suck at scheduling and following through on things. But <laughs> want to just point out unfortunate thing here. D. Faust, um, the author of Their Natural Twenty. If you search their name, you get Their Natural Twenty, Zombie Tag, and The Rod. Will God Spare It? An Exhaustive Study of Temporary Punishment for Christians. Parentheses one. By what? Jo- by Joey D. Faust. It's a different writer, but they have the <laughs> last like the last two thirds of their name. Are the same as the entire name of the erotica author. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. That's what happens with oh, and apparently play therapy in action, a case book for practitioners, ninety-six dollars, Kindle edition. That's Get fucking f- punished by that rod. <laughs> Get that I mean, yeah. let's be honest, that's a that's a rich vein of erotica there. So what's the writing like in in yours? Okay, so um, it's definitely one of the better ones. I think the maybe two extremes that we have that we've done together have been the Pokemon Pokemon Go. Yeah. Um, and then the other extreme being the I can't remember the name of it, the but the hockey one. one that was. Or yeah, the hockey. The ghost one. one was good too. Um, but the hockey one being basically like this telenovela of a, <laughs> of a fucking book. So um, I'd say that this one skews more towards the more developed and um, and and better side of things. There are times where there are a couple typos and. I honestly just don't know how these keep slipping through with all these books, like, because they're always like really weird, like sentence killing typos, yeah. like, like completely different words. Um, but other than that, you know, there's out of however many pages, I'm trying to look and see how many pages are. It's hard to tell with the Kindle reader, but for however many words it is, you know, there's maybe a handful of those, so it's not so bad. And I also give it points for. We've discussed before about how these books always shove extra stuff at the end to like make it look like it has more pages than it really does. Yeah. And this book does not do that. There's like a, a tiny note at the end that's like two sentences. So I commend the author for that. It's actually a book, yeah. Yeah. I will say that's similar to mine. Mine's 19 pages in length. All of that is story. There's like one pseudo copyright self-promotion page at the end but there's no like here's five other stories i've written so it makes the page count 400 uh also for some reason rolling for initiative isn't on amazon uh what's it called kindle unlimited i don't know really i don't know if this was written before kindle unlimited became a thing and or the author just never heard of it and walked away it seems the author of mine did like a lot of erotica writing, Lizzie Castle, Castlebury, Castleberry, they did write a lot of things. So much so they started doing the strategy of collecting some of them into like mega books and selling it as such. Like, I think one of them, they, some of them have fuck fest in the name. Hang on, I gotta actually, <laughs> like, they're oh, not, no. yeah, uh, Castleberry Erotica. Full Moon Fuckfest, Volume 1. That's that's a $6 uh, thing you can buy. Enjoy, you know, enjoy three of the first stories in Lizzie Castleberry's Pack That Plays Together series at a hot price. Maybe I'm just a simple Southern person, but... <laughs> Fuckfest is not necessarily an enticing phrase to me. Nah. I it, think... Uh, it's best employed as a joke. There's also the uh, wonderful Authority Fuck Triple Pack. Oh, now that sounds fun. That's a uh, picture of a guy in an A shirt with a uh, quarter sleeve tattoo, and he's pulling a gun out of his jeans, but, like, the gun's near his dick. So, like, that's not how someone... shoot off his balls. It looks like, it looks like he's put... he's got good trigger discipline. I'll give him that. That index finger is not in the trigger guard. But it looks like he is actively putting the gun down his pants, not being like, I'm going to pull this out and be threatening, but also sexy. Erotica covers are fantastic and make for great radio. So 
I got I got to know the the subtitle of this book is Nerdy Dirty Curvy. What yes. what's the curvy situation in this? So, I was genuinely expecting to have the moment of like I looked in the mirror at my Oh yeah. Th- my wavy brown hair and my deep chocolate eyes and my uh, ample breasts or whatever. We didn't really have a moment like that, which is another point in its favor. Um there were I don't know if that's because of the demographic of like assumably the people who read this um are like I I think the intention is for people who themselves feel overweight or are overweight or yeah. are curvy or whatever, you know, that's such a, a shifting goalpost of a word. But yep, yep, yep. um I, anyway, so I think that maybe they avoided that because of um I guess like they didn't want to necessarily be triggering, which I guess is very sensitive and I appreciate that as a yeah. reader. So I don't know if maybe this author would have done that in a different sense, like they would have done the whole, this is my body or whatever. But it did come up in different ways. Like of course, you know, the conflict between um, her ex-boyfriend dating as written a size zero yeah, yeah. chick, or um, uh, I think maybe there was a little bit of description in the actual sex scene of like, like it wasn't leaned into as much of a gimmick as maybe like in a fetishistic way. Yeah, yeah. More of a, you the reader can feel sexy too if you, you know, feel like you have some extra weight on you kind of way. It's definitely a thing in the erotica world to slap BBW, cur- like the, cur- the word curvy is not, that that doesn't have as much like, context to it is bbw or does i guess it doesn't have so much fetish strength behind it if that makes any sense right Uh, so we've reviewed a lot of books in the past they're like there was one it was the bbw and the millionaire and it was riding off of that mommy porn 50 shades wave where it was literally just an overweight woman works at a coffee shop a guy fat shames her the sexy millionaire decks him and then asks her out for coffee and then they fuck but like there is zero mention of her being overweight like the whole point of the character is she's a bbw but when they get to the sex scene she's pulling off these like really flexible positions and shit and like that it's totally possible to to do a lot of things when you're overweight and have sex but that's also a like as someone who's overweight and has dated overweight people that's a like you got to take that into account. There are certain positions right. that one just goes towards and stays away from and whatever. So they're used almost as just like I'm going to put this in the description to get people to buy my shit and then they won't care cuz their brain will fill it in. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think um Nerdy Dirty and Curvy feels like more of a series idea than like yeah. this is about a woman who is curvy. Right. I think, well, I mean, like, it was definitely enforced in the plot in some ways, but I do think that the purpose was definitely more of this is the tool that you project yourself onto the character and not this is what you're getting off to. Gotcha. Um, Because I do think that there is kind of a distinct, like, difference in how those uh, function. Any choice quotes from your time reading that? Uh, yes. Um, let me find them. As far as the sex scenes go, there's only one main sex scene, and I think there are there's one scene where where one of the characters Dexter jerks off, <laughs> and that's uh, I'm trying to think. So basically, kind of what happens is like Malcolm and Dexter decide together that they want to get into a three way relationship with her. Doesn't but sound they like kind of like. Doesn't sound like a decision that should be made with two of the three people. Right. Well, okay, like, it's not like this is for sure going to happen, but more of like we're going to try to make oh, this yeah. happen. Okay. Um, so they have that discussion. Um, and then, like, this was after they kind of, like, like, they didn't piss her off, but she's kind of doing the whole, like, oh, no, I'm so guilty. They like me both. They both like me, and I'm ruining everything kind of thing. So, like, she's having a bad night, but then they convince her to come over the next day, and they're like, oh, everything's fine. We just want to talk to you. So she's like, whatever the fuck. I guess I'll go over there. So so I guess, like, Dexter gets turned on by the idea of uh, the three-way relationship, and that's uh, 
that's where that comes from. But the 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 way that Malcolm describes, like he, the way that he kind of like approaches the subject with them, he says, um, he says, Dexter says, uh, do you want to try to get her to choose between the two of them? And it says, Mal smirked and shook his head again. I don't think that would be particularly fair. Do you remember that book you read in senior year? You thought it was a continuation of the Dragon Slayer series we were reading, and it turned out to be a romance novel inspired by the series. Um, and then, scoffing at the memory, Dex nodded. Yeah, badly disguised fan fiction, but not half bad. And uh, then Malcolm says, the mage princess in it takes on both the Dragon Slayer and the Sorcerer's Apprentice, remember? And so it's like... <laughs> that's how he gets him to like instead of just saying like I think we should both fuck her he's like hey remember that fucking that nerd porn that we accidentally found and then we both were like hey this is actually kind of hot I think maybe my favorite part of the sexual content is Dexter is I don't know if he's yeah he was he reread the the fan fiction and then he was imagining like the three of them yeah. like him as the uh, I guess him as the mage and her as like a princess or something and then like Malcolm is the knight and I'm like see this like it made me really hopeful I was yeah. like man this is really a freaking like maybe they'll do some like sexy role playing because of the whole D&D element like that would be the logical next step of their relationship and they never really got to that which disappointed me is there is there much D&D like interaction in the story not a ton I mean they meet up for D&D and there are a few like lines here and there about like oh her 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 uh, gnome did this in the campaign. So, I mean, like, it's definitely way more uh, in-depth with it than, like, Pokemon Go was <laughs> with Pokemon Go. But, I, it again, my, my complaint is always that they don't take the gimmick far enough with these yeah, stories. Yeah. And so it didn't really play into the sex. Like, this is why I bought the book. Yeah. But, um... It did play into like the whole like jerk off fantasy, but not like the whole, the actual sex, which is like why I was disappointed. Um, I'm trying to th I'm trying to look at my other quotes. Malcolm is described when he is first introduced. Oh, good. I, I did want to know about descriptions. As I'm trying to find it. There's a word I've never seen, and I'm probably gonna pronounce it wrong. And I had to Google it, and I hate, I fucking hate when I have to look shit up when I'm yeah. trying to read porn. <laughs> when I'm trying to read porn. <laughs> While she looks, I just want to point out that uh, in the description of zombie, or in the page for zombie tag, nerdy, dirty, and curvy by the same author, I scroll down and deals from our brands from Amazon. So I can be looking at this porn book, scroll down, and see a $90 bag of Amazon Basics rubber bands. Put them on your dick. That's a, uh, oh, no, never mind. It's a 25 pack of one pound bags of 320 rubber bands. Put them all on your dick. That's, uh, let's just. While you read it. Let's just do the math real quick here. <laughs> that is 8,000 rubber bands. Oh my God. Who needs that many? That's a pretty good deal for 90 bucks. It kind of, 8,000 of anything for $90 feels like a decent price. Okay, so I found the quote. Um, cool. He it said, in fact, his face was rather attractive with aquiline or aquiline, and I had to look it up, and that means like eagle-like. So I kind of pictured him with like the kind of like beaky nose, which like I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of into like the, the description of the characters. I'm kind of like, hey, yeah. Um, in this book, uh, he had light brown skin and black wavy hair that looked purposefully must. And then the other character, Dexter is where is he his <laughs> okay um, according to google it's uh i clicked the little button to like hear the robot tell me how to say that word apparently it's aquiline <laughs> like he's okay aquiline he sounds so like <laughs> prozacked out <laughs> yeah um so dexter is described as having dark brown hair that's crop short and pale blue eyes and black horn-rimmed glasses, um, and it says, thankfully, rather than a button-up shirt with a pocket protector, he wore a navy blue t-shirt and jeans. Pocket protectors um, exist anymore. Right, like, nobody fucking... I've only seen them in movies. Like, there's little things like that that are kind of like, <laughs> they have us nerds wrong, don't they, guys? Like, <laughs> like, 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 there's How's a line that says... my fellow kids? 
Yeah, like like uh, one line that's like Brie braced herself for the girls don't play vibe she'd re- played and <laughs> she'd received in the past, and it's like oh my god. And then another one when Malcolm looks over her character sheet, he's like. Looks good, a neutral, stealthy gnome. And she's like, what? Were you expecting an elven princess? I mean, what's, so it's kind of like... What sucks is I had a job on campus for years that the office for it was in the basement of, like, the student center. So that basement area had a bunch of, like, movable, somewhat comfy chairs that you could, like, arrange into couches or shit like that. Uh, it became the it, it was the go to place for all the RPG nerds and people who mm-hmm. would bring like game cubes and CRT TVs into that building <laughs> to play Smash the way it's meant to be played and like watch hentai on the big forty inch TV. They watched a lot of anime. A couple of times, it looked like I had just walked in on some hentai that was on not the good bits. Oh no! Yeah, there was just a lot of really high concentration of nerd stereotypes in that room so much so like i would feel bad for nerd stereotypes seeing them online and then walk in that room and go like i just i hate that this is so real (laughs) (laughs) you you all are living it and yeah some of them would bring their friends who are girls who were also super nerdy and you could just feel like if they weren't perceived as one of the guys I was literally about to say, but please continue. That's, I mean, you would just, a lot of people talking to him, a lot of really close sitting. It was just awkward as shit. Yeah, so my next quote that I was going to say was um, actually, um, oh man, this is so hard to find where all of these are. Control F. Um, there was one time I walked out and there was a guy cuddling a, um, I don't want to say life size because I don't know what the scale of My Little Pony is, but it was a, uh, I think Pinkie Pie. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a Pinkie Pie plush that was about four, maybe three and a half feet tall. And he was just kind of chilling with it on the couch. Oh man, that was his girlfriend, I bet. <laughs> I don't like making like waifu pillow jokes and shit because it's it's tired and it's mean to some people. But fuck, do some people live that lifestyle? Okay, so the next quote that I found um, at the end of the session, Malcolm's like, "That was great, guys." Uh, and then he glances at Bree and he says, "I mean, everyone." And she goes, <laughs> "It's okay, Mal. I can be one of the guys." And I'm like, my notes for that quote was. I mean, yeah, you can, but also you can be a woman and have value and be part of a group of men without having to be one of the guys. Exactly. You can can just be a girl and do these things. Like, you don't have to be one of the guys. Like, You don't have to wear frumpy fucking, like, bomber jackets and shit that disguise the fact that you're a woman. So, um... Yeah, that was definitely a, a, a thing that I was like, ugh. <laughs> um, also, that wasn't a dig at Bomber Jackets. Bomber Jackets are fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, Bomber Jackets I, are fucking it's cool. It's just I was trying to conjure up, like, the sitcom one of the guys look. <laughs> I think there are two more points that I had that are good to share. One of them is, like, basically, like, there's the whole kind of tense conversation, as I said, where she gets kind of sad and they have the whole like, oh, I don't want to date anyone and I don't want to be a bother and I don't want to ruin your dynamic. So I'm just going to leave because you both like me and it's, you know, bad, whatever. So she leaves. Right. Um, but as she leaves, um, I-, I think Dexter goes to, like, ask her out or something. And she's yeah. like, no. Um, and she says, You'd make one hell of a knight in shining armor, paladin, like whispers it in his ear. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what? Who? Who? Like, Listener, is she? Put a pin in that because we're going to come back to that idea when we talk about mine. So it's just kind of like, like that. I guess the suspension of disbelief was kind of like at that point. Because yeah. I'm like, what? Like, it, it did say. And again, another reason why the product is very telling of who the author is sometimes, that this character is a lit major, so maybe she's had that one in her pocket waiting to deploy it. But, I, like, that didn't make me go like, ah, that's so sweet. Instead, I was just like, oh my god, like, shut the fuck up. 
the the last thing, and and this is another point in its favor. The author wrote the main character. As I said, you know, they had this decision um, after she left and, and dropped that line on Dexter. Him and his, Dexter and Malcolm are kind of like, well, what are we going to do? And then they decide, like, well, we can fucking double team her. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what they say, but that's what they say in my I, head. I'd love the, also love the inclusion of the dumb guy impersonation. <laughs> yeah. So she comes back the next day thinking that there's going to be, like, more like tension and drama and the whole like caregiver woman like oh i have to see to the needs of everyone else and i'm like man that's too fucking real and so anyways she wasn't expecting to get with them that day right but they all decide that they're gonna be in a three-way relationship and she's gonna be their princess and it's all cute and shit and they decide to go to the bone zone um and the author wrote her as having like a different color bra and panties and i was like thank you like (laughs) that does so much for me because even like even people like who plan to go get fucked like if they're a college student they probably don't have matching bra and panties but definitely if she's not expecting anyone to root around down there like that is just it definitely adds to the immersion so for as much of that uh knight in shining armor line took me out i was very appreciative for the mismatched under things yeah. that were present in the story. Yeah, not everyone wears lazy black shit all the time. Right. So I think that uh that's probably about probably about all of the All right. The meat of mine. Well, Roll for Initiative is super fun. It's a story about Derek is the main character in the story. Derek is gay and runs a I think weekly D and D session. We don't say D and D, which kind of pisses me off. It's a tabletop role playing game. Uh, books don't have to worry. About, I I hate it when books are super brand heavy. Like she drank a Pepsi. It's not. It's not like dropping brand names that you know are like proper nouns. They don't really feel right. Sometimes they feel kind of pluggy, but. You can say Dungeons and Dragons. You can say it's fantasy. Like this is just a, ge- it's a generic tabletop game. But Derek runs this game, and he has a friend from high school named Marianne. She's or she's known him since middle school. She's uh, she was like the only person to give his dorky like uh, awkward ass the time of day during high school. They've kind of fallen off, but she she's still his really close friend. She shows up at his door with a plate of muffins that are his favorite flavor and her brother, uh, Mark, Matt, her brother, Matt, fucking white guy names run together. So Matt, muffin. (laughs) yeah, no, Matt is, uh, Matt is the guy that Derek pined over in high school. He was kind of the trigger for Derek realizing, oh, I like boys. (laughs) Mm, I see. But he never acted on it. So Marianne shows up. She's, the idea is she's going to start playing the game. And she's brought Matt along to also start playing the game. Marianne is more familiar. So between Derek and Marianne trying to teach him the game, she gets a, quote, emergency phone call and has to leave. So she leaves Matt alone with Derek and his group of friends. They finish the game. Derek's friends leave. Matt's still there. They sit on the couch. It becomes obvious. Like Derek is like, "Oh, she's trying to hook me. She she did this so that I could have a shot at this." And uh, oh. at one point, <laughs> at one point, Matt says, um, uh, "Why don't you teach me more about the game? Like stuff we didn't cover." They're reading the they're reading the book. They. Um, he's, uh, Matt says, so tell me about rolling for initiative, which of course I went, there's a title. Uh, tell me about rolling for initiative. Um, Derek asks, are you asking because that's the only thing you remember? And Matt says, I'm asking that because I'm wondering who's going to make the first move. Fuck. And Derek's like, (laughs) (laughs) he's like, "Uh, uh, oh no. (laughs) Derek is sure for a moment he's forgotten how to breathe. House ru- I love that. House rules, Derek answers, turning in his chair so they're facing each other. Matt has leaned in and they're just inches apart. DM's got initiative. <laughs> and they start making out. They go play in the shower. They have sex. And then 
Matt has sex with Derek, and then they're about to switch, and Derek's like, actually, the water's getting cold, why don't we go do this in bed? And it just ends with him noticing that Matt's, like, raring to go by the time they get in bed. What can I say is Matt's defense. When I play, I play to win. (laughs) So they're both awkward about it at first. I don't know how big their cocks are, (laughs) which is the best fucking compliment I can give this story. I don't know. I know Derek has some arm muscle. Maybe... (laughs) Maybe not enough to notice from afar, but when they're making out in the shower, Matt makes a comment about someone's been going to the gym since high school. But I don't know how big their dicks are. I don't know, like, I don't know how tall either of them are in numbers. I know Matt is taller and Matt is older because he's referred to as the older man several times. The There aren't any fanciful words for... uh. There's a little bit of rimming, and there's a little bit of fingering. Muscular entrance and asshole. Those are the two we're using. We're not trying to be Hmm. super fancy about it. Um, (laughs) It's very, it's a very utilitarian, it's not utilitarian sex scene, but it's like super realistic because like Matt's like going to town, get like getting Derek into this and ready to have sex and Derek's like about to reach to the medicine cabinet that's right outside the shower to grab the lube and then something happens and interrupts him and then Matt's like where's the lube and he's like I'm fucking trying (laughs) (laughs) he's he's been trying to give me a minute yeah this is so well written it feels like I mean it feels it's not glorifying it just is two guys who are attracted to each other having sex and like being they lust for each other it is shown in the dialogue and in Derek's internal monologue that there is like genuine attraction happening here it's not like and no offense but this is not like a chuck tingle thing where it's a it's a spectacle piece like this is a guy fucking a vampire boss and that's that's the thing this is a guy having sex with the personification of autumn it's just because chuck tingle like he has a huge podcast and he's the most popular person in erotica and he wrote that one for chris hardwick before we found out chris hardwick was evil spoiler he weirded me out even before that fucking should have (laughs) listened he like his stuff is the definition of shitty erotica in my head because, like, blowjob, sex, maybe some fingering. That's it. It's very mechanical. You can exchange the scenes from book to book and they're exactly the same. It's just right. the names and the descriptors. In this, it feels like this is a natural progression of how the sex is going to go. And they do insert, like, the the fact that they were playing a tabletop game does come up a few times. Like the DM's got initiative thing is fucking adorable. Mm-hmm. And there's this wonderful moment where they're getting hot and heavy and like, they haven't taken any clothes off yet, but it's like, this is going to happen. And Matt's phone buzzes and he takes it out. And Derek looks at, notices the look on his face and no- realizes that's Marianne texting him. So Derek pulls his phone out and texts, Busy, come back for breakfast. Oh, fuck. And, um, or Busy, come back tomorrow morning. And she texts Matt, and Matt laughs, and he says, she says she'll come make breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> and, and Derek just says, uh, good, she makes the best waffles. <laughs> and then they just go at it. Matt lets his head fall back laughing, and Derek takes advantage of the newly exposed skin, trailing his lips across the five o'clock shadow to suck hard right above Matt's Adam's apple. He can feel the groan against his lips and smiles, hands sliding down the older man's sides to reach under his shirt, nails dragging upwards. Like, uh, oh, and Matt starts to, uh, bucks his hips up, moan turning into a half-strangled cry. Ticklish, Derek mumbles against him. (laughs) (laughs) like this it's adorable it's like this feels real it feels like you're you're 
there are no times in this 19-page story where I'm like, eh, like this feels problematic. So I'm interested in your comment that you enjoy not knowing the size of their dicks. I'm, Every, I'm assuming that's the product of having read a lot of these books, but yes. I'm interested in, in what that stems from. Every woman in a poorly written erotica has, I know her cup size, I never know her band size, I know she's a certain height, usually 5'2", she has fucking Venus of Willendorf hips, she has shaved uh, vagina, usually, or shaved vulva usually, uh, her butt is something of note, usually described with, is, is like a beach ball, I don't fucking know. Um, beach ball? That's a bit big, but uh, um, <laughs> usually body parts are described with real world counterparts to quickly be like Lego pieces or slotting a woman together. Guys are washboard abs, chiseled, six to five o'clock shadow, haircut that's the same Nathan Drake haircut every guy has, usually brown hair, interesting eye color of some sort, and their dick is exact inch size. We know exact. Her hand could barely fit around it. Like, these are things that we tunnel vision to in quick and dirty Because we only have so much time for these. Like, that's one right. thing I like about short fiction is you got to compact a lot of things from, for a full story into a small space. But what some people do is take shortcuts and say his dick was seven and a half inches and it made her jaw drop and blah, blah, blah. blah. In a story like this, that doesn't fit. It would right. feel weird. So you would, you would take less issue with like more uh, abstract descriptors. Yeah. It's more of the like, this is the exact tape measure. Like, hold on, we can't fuck. I got to get out the ruler kind of. It's not the biggest dick Derek has ever seen either. It, he doesn't look at Matt's dick and be like, holy shit. Like, they, not everything has to be an extreme. The woman doesn't have to have the biggest boobs that guy's ever right. seen. It, she doesn't have to have the T-H-I-C-C-E-S-T thighs he's ever seen. Like, it's cool to just be a sexy person. And in this, right. Derek is attracted to Matt. Matt is attracted to Derek. I know Matt's taller. I I don't know that Matt has this ginormous cock. I don't know that Derek is like two inches shorter than he'd like. It's just they they are sexually compatible with each other. And, they, and that shows in the writing. And I love that. Yeah, that's actually like really promising, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I think uh I think something I'd like to see just as an aside. Yeah, definitely like more of the things that make bodies unique. Like yeah. um like I feel like of all the dicks I've seen like they there there's always usually something about a dick that makes it different from the other dicks yeah. that you've seen. So like something that makes it unique, like is it curved or does it have like a vein or like yeah. you know does it have an interesting color? Like I feel like those could be really interesting and more immersive. I think And also I agree about the whole tits thing cuz I want more tiny titted people. Exactly. But I think that's just Holy my shit. bias. But little boobs are so good. Oh my god. Little boobs are good and you know what big boobs that aren't perfectly perky fucking great like <laughs> they don't need to hover it's cool we we yeah, all it is we're weird. all people it just seems like we're kind of stuck in that night late 90s porn idea yeah. of what a quote perfect woman is and what a perfect guy is which is super problematic because that means blonde fake tits that are Double D's. I don't know what the fucking fascination with double D's was. Like movies, porn, everyone like like a, any movie where a kid has a Playboy. It's always like, you got double D's. Like double D's are fine, but like, can I introduce you to the E cup? Because they are fun yeah. too. Yeah, that's what I was surprised to learn. Like as I got older, like the double D's are not relatively big compared yeah. to all the sizes of boobs you can have i think what it might be is maybe like at a certain time that was the biggest your boobs could get without the rest of the body starting to look what everybody else considered fat maybe it's also the biggest size that i assume victoria's secret carries that probably is true because victoria's secret is fucking terrible yeah, fucking i 
one of the strongest moments of me being like, wow, society sucks, is finding out as a probably older teenager, early young adult, that women with big boobs who are plentiful do not have a market to easily obtain affordable bras that fit. Right. Like anyone I know who has big boobs has a favorite bra that they lucked into that fits and they will wear it until the underwire dies and sometimes after because... Right, you pull those suckers out. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, no, like that's... It's really, I have get, more, like, I don't even particularly, like, I don't have a problem with rolling for initiative or or just straight male-male content. It's not something I seek out in my own recreational time. But this is written so fucking well. I, like, I had fun reading this, uh, even if I'm not, like, directly the target audience for it. And mm-hmm. we have anxiety in it that is described effectively. Oh, hell yeah. His plan, uh, um... Derek hopes that a strong story and Matt's flair for the dramatic will get the other man's mind turning into different directions fast. His plan works well enough, and two hours later, everyone is cheering over their final victory. It's not the end of the campaign by a long shot, but it's as far as they're going to get that night. And though Marianne's not back yet, Derek lets them all wrap up. The three others besides Matt pack up and shuffle out the door, still talking strategy. Derek and Matt are left alone. As soon as the door closes, Derek feels the first new tendrils of anxiety wrapping around his stomach. So, uh, he starts, not sure what to say. I can call a cab or something if... No, Derek says a little too forcefully and then a little calmer. No way, man. You're fine here. I've got a spare bedroom even if she decides to abandon you overnight. I'd offer you a ride, but... Dot, dot, dot. Matt laughs a little. No car. I know. Never did get the license, huh? Derek is impressed, Matt remembers. He's never been fond of driving, and they had a decent enough bus system he never even bothered with a car. Like, that's... Holy shit, that is such a cool detail to include about a character. And also, like, the whole, like, gays can't drive thing is kind of funny. Like, (laughs) they're... (laughs) And that description of the anxiety, like... Yeah. In the stomach, like, that's very fucking true. Um... So I guess my question is, where like, is there, there's not MMF then after all? This is just straight up dude, dude. It is straight up dude, dude. Mary, uh, Marianne is not, she is a vehicle to get Matt to the party. Okay. See, so I guess that was a misunderstanding. That, it was, that I totally had. misread the description. Yeah. Ah, I see. Okay. Because I took it um. as Derek and Marianne are fucking and then Matt becomes a thing. I kind of like how I kind of like it not being that way better. Exactly. Though, honestly, yeah. like I feel like I I could I could stomach that arrangement, but I don't think I would enjoy it. Yeah. And also, it's just kind of it's just adorable that she's both hooking up her best friend and her brother. <laughs> right. Because like Derek suit immediately realizes like what she's doing. He's like, ah, shit. She's. I see what's happening here. <laughs> That's kind of nice, though. It, I uh, Something that kind of, <clears throat> I guess, gets to me in these types of stories is that a lot of times it's like, we're both here, we're both hot, we're going to fuck, right? Yep. So, like, having, like, a reason and a progression and, like, that kind of natural movement towards things, I think, is really nice uh, and, and, and maybe rare, perhaps. Um, which, of course, like, sometimes, you know, you only got, like, ten pages. You gotta make them fuck yep. quick. Like, yep. I get it, and it's fantasy. And sometimes, like, I guess it plays on the, like, man, I saw this hot person. I wish that we could just, like, fuck, like, without any, like, it just happens, you know? So, like, I guess that is playing on a human. And you can, you can have that in a paragraph. It is, right. like, while Matt and Derek are beginning to make out. For a paragraph, we just go to high school. Uh, he can't even begin to count the number of times he's fantasized about having that cock in his mouth. Jerked off until his skin chafed in, every high, in high school when every other second he was sporting an inconsolable erection. I also, <laughs> I highlighted inconsolable erection. It is that so is, sad. That is sad and perfect. Like, that's fucking, that is a great little detail. Like, usually it's just, his cock strained against his jeans. They always wear jeans. 
Right. No one wears Imagine. slacks in erotica. Or Cheetos. <laughs> Khakis. <laughs> denim sexy. <laughs> well, uh, it's not... Double a- denim gay agenda. Double T! <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't think... Um, I mean, we're not we're not pitting these two against each other, but uh, I guess I guess our goal with this was to see if the other person was even interested in the other story. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about yeah. rolling? For, oh, by the way, uh, if anyone's interested, it'll be in the thumbnail for this episode. I'll put both of the covers for these stories on the thumbnail. Rolling for initiative features. I think that it's supposed to be Matt has a D and D tattoo. It's supposed to be two D tens. It looks like whoever photoshopped it took a illustration of two D10s being rolled onto like sand or water or something that's like viscous and flies into bit because there's like pieces of the D10s missing that look like if there was sand there, it would look like they're impacting into something. So I think they just type D10 <laughs> into Google and then cropped out the not d10 parts it looks it looks like the d10s are impacting into his flesh it's a little weird uh but hey i'm focusing on the cover of a 299 erotica on amazon maybe there are better things to bitch about right so what what do you think of rolling initiative i am definitely gonna read that shit yeah that sounds great it's just i like it's it's not often we find erotica that's not like Trying to take advantage of the person, if that makes any right. sense. Right, yeah. This show has covered a lot of things that are just like, here's this list of kinks. Buy it, you pervert. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck you. You know what you're going to read. Uh, so this, it's like, it's fun. It's 19 pages. The characters are boringly named, but still interesting. There's a... Uh, you can. There's enough vague about them that you can plug in whatever details you want to kind of flesh that out it's a nice like it's different than just here's a blank slate fucking whatever deal with it build your own Katniss Everdeen I don't give a shit um yeah I think definitely it definitely sounds like a a nice read um what do you think about uh their natural 20 I feel like if there was I the, the happily ever after thing which now that we've been talking about it I've seen that a few times on other erotica, but they just say happily ever after. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that there's a market of erotica that's like, we get it. You don't want problematic poly relationships. You're just trying to have some fun and read a thing. Uh, it sounds like it would work better as a series or a longer piece. Right. Because you got 50 pages. That's That's definitely more than I got. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there were definitely, there's a lot of in between. A lot of like not fucking. And your pitch for what you thought was going to happen sounds more interesting than what happened. Because the idea of an erotica where maybe even shifting perspectives. So, like, we see all three of them playing DD at some point and they fantasize what their characters would do in a sexual situation. Oh, hell yeah. So, like, you get... What were their names? Uh, Brielle or Brie, um, which feels like... Brie feels like such a common... Yeah. As an aside, it feels like such a common erotica name. Um, Brie, Dex or Dexter, and Mal or Malcolm. All of them shortened their names, I just realized. Cool. Yeah, that's weird. Twitter handle. Uh, so you see, like, Brie's... It would be like, you could really play with unreliable narrator by having Bree's perspective and Dex and Mal's, like, each each one, the other characters are tweaked slightly, so you can, like, maybe uh, whenever the person's perspective, their character's a little bit more their standard of attractive, but in the other person's fantasy, they look like the person in the real world. So, like, I like you for you, kind of, but not as cheesy. Uh, and, like, you could play with their kinks a little bit. You could um, see how they interpret each other. And then, s- oh, like, that that's three stories right there. Like, I've just plotted out a three-piece arc. Uh, maybe a fourth one where they play, like, sex D&D. Because there are rpgs that are designed to ape dungeons and dragons but also involve sexual roleplay 
So you could then pay that off in a fourth story where they all three actively engage in doing that. Like maybe they confess to each other separately that, you know, actually while we were playing on Monday, I was, my mind wandered. And then, so I've just scripted out a four piece arc. If anyone wants to write that. I want to uh, steal that there's, shit. There's your, there's your outline. Uh, I've just taken someone else's idea and just fucking made something better. I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the cover's cool. I like the pink, like, old lady glasses as a logo. It looks like the author was gearing up to continue writing more erotica. They wrote the zombie tag one, which I haven't read, but that has a similar cover. And they don't have an author's page on Amazon. They mm -hmm. wrote... They wrote Rolling for 20, and then they wrote Zombie Tag the next month, and that was in April 2018, and here we are in July. Oh, so so she still got a little, uh, she's still new to it's, her career yeah. then. Although, with two stories coming out so close together, I worry that there might have been what happens with a lot of erotica writers, where they write a couple, and they don't immediately see, like, monetary turnaround on it. Uh-huh. Because that's the problem with writing erotica is you got to fucking just burn. If you don't have like 20 up there, eh. <laughs> you might get famous. Someone on Tumblr, I, Tumblr's not a thing anymore. Someone on Twitter might find your, you know, piece and viral the shit out of it. Or someone on Reddit's like, oh my god, I just found a found erotica where two trucks have, fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's like a, a lemon demon song. <laughs> I mean, there was one based... We did review one based off a Reddit meme. It was the Dragon's Fucking Cars thing. Uh, right. Actually, I don't know if it started on... I think no, it started on 4chan, but now it's more of a Reddit adopted it. But yeah, meme-based erotica, not as funny as you would think. It's almost like memes. Right, it's just kind of like sad. Yeah. Hey, like um, memes. <laughs> <laughs> I think... So I guess like my last thought about this... Yes. Um, And I, it seems like my... My consistent criticism with all of the things that we read is that they don't lean into whatever gimmicks they have hard enough. And so I think uh, there, there wasn't... I think that this was not for the battle-hardened woman who is who is really just delved into liking to see men kiss each other yep. and and uh just has learned to accept it as many of us have and so i think that they didn't want to be like oh well i don't want to make the the people uncomfortable reading this by all of a sudden the two guys are into each other like but i think that that would have made it a lot more hot if like there had been any type of um any type of, I guess, dynamic of a sexual nature between the two of them. There more was of a, more of a circle instead of two inputs and one or two outputs, one input on that relationship. It was yeah, it was it was um, it was very 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 lightly touched on. Like at the very end, I think uh, I think Malcolm looks at Dexter, who's all fucked out, and he's like. It says that he feels, like, proud or, like, he feels his heart swell or something, I guess, to see his friend all satisfied, yeah. which is like, oh, okay, but, like, like more, like, you know? So that's, I guess, my other complaint is, like, definitely, like, there, I feel like there should have been more, like, between the guys. Because otherwise, like, I don't know, like, it seems like the fun of a threesome is that everybody is involved, and this seemed like, I mean, I guess the whole premise was like, oh, we both like the same girl, so we're yeah. gonna fuck her at the same time, but it's not, it didn't really heighten the fetish of, like, there being more than two people present. Yep. So that's my final, my final verdict. <laughs> uh, yeah, with Rolling for Initiative, it's just, I all I can really say is it feels like a story that doesn't glorify a gay couple having sex. Like there's definitely material out there that's just like, Ooh, it's two men kissing that. I mean, like it, it feels just like, Ooh, la la. kind of in the same way. Like her tits are huge. Yeah. It's, it's trying to like get you off on the idea more so than the content uh, rolling for initiative. It just, you have a window into Derek's brain and 
you are here for the ride. It's not like, oh yeah, you're so awkward and play TNT and this guy's hot. Like, <laughs> are you like shitty erotica grandpa right now? Is that <laughs> what this voice is? Nah, I just, it, it's more of my, like, I have this running idea that shitty erotica writers are actively masturbating while they're writing their shit. Oh. Because it always, it feels like that. Because they'll just be like, a building, mounting, uh, and then, like, the last couple of pages, like, ah, oh, fuck, whatever, it's over. <laughs> right, yeah. The plot's just like, like spy out the door. <laughs> I guess, I don't know if they expect, like, man, they're not going to fucking read to the end, so why even bother? Or, like, I don't know what that is. But, yeah, it does seem very, like, it, it does seem almost like, and I guess also as a creator who has done, like, erotic things myself, I can definitely understand, like, the fun of making it is, like, because it's hot. But then, like, afterwards, you're like, well, if, like, the, the good stuff is gone, like, now what? Yeah. <laughs> um. But also, like, if you're trying to make a finished product, like, you kind of maybe want to have some resolution if you're going to try and sell it. Yep. All right. Well, I think that covers it with this mega long episode. Thank you once again uh, for dropping by, Victoria. Sorry, you got you ended up reading the not awesome one of the two. <laughs> uh, it's way better than most of the other ones we've read. Yep. If you want to get, if you want to try out either story for yourself. Uh, you're going to have to buy Rolling for Initiative. It's not on Kindle Unlimited. Uh, also, fuck Amazon as a company, because, like, the whole strike thing, that was uh, that was pretty shitty on their part. Uh, yeah. It's, it's kind of unfortunate this show is linked to Amazon. There are other places to yeah. get erotica. It's just we kind of rely on wackadoo erotica that people just throw up on Amazon. <laughs> But, uh, perhaps there will be efforts made to shop elsewhere in future. So, uh, thank you for dropping my Victoria. I suck at outros. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. And that's the point where I should realize I should have done socials and shit. But fuck.